Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, now, from the Toyota of Portland Sports Desk, a Sports Center update on 1080 The Fan. First on the fan, a majority of players pulled at the Pro Bowl at the prospects of a 17th regular season game in the NFL have given negative feedback, according to media reports, most citing their reasons to be safety related. Jacksonville Jaguar Union rep defense event Calais Campbell said the 17th game may be the biggest sticking point at the negotiation table for a new collective bargaining agreement and that it may take a lot of haggling to make it work. The current collective bargaining agreement is set to expire at the end of the 2020 season. After concerns coming out of the senior season, Oregon's quarterback Justin Herbert boosted his draft stock this week following uh, his earnings of both player practice player of the week as well as Senior Bowl MVP on Saturday. Herbert finished the day with 9 of 12 passing for 83 yards a TD and added another 22 yards rushing. Herbert has been heavily linked to the L.A. Chargers as the sixth pick in the coming NFL draft. It will be a final opportunity to see the best of the NFL with the Pro Bowl set to kick off today. There will be a long list of top-end free agents that will be playing their last downs in their or could be playing their last downs and their current team's helmets. In fact, 12 free agents in total, including Saints quarterback Drew Brees, Titans running back Derrick Henry, and Atlanta tight end Austin Hooper, all set to hit the open market. The Pro Bowl kicks off at noon from New Orleans, uh, New from Orlando on ABC. And later on today here on The Fan, we have the Ducks men's basketball team hosting the UCLA Bruins as the Ducks looking to keep pace with the Colorado, Stanford's, and USC's of the conference and currently the Ducks are 5-2 and two in conference play, with Stanford being the only one-loss team in the Pac-12 play. For sports scores and stories in 30 minutes, I'm Jesse Osborne from the Toyota Portland Sports Test. Buy any car in 85 minutes or less with 85 and drive toyotaportland.com. Uniquely different. The home of dirt and spray. Weekdays, noon to 3, 1080 The Fan. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups. The superstars, the games. Starting defense, place at the table. This is Football Sunday on The Fan, a comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well, happy Sunday morning, everybody. We are in the Pro Bowl week, the second to last week of football of the year. And frankly, I don't really care about the Pro Bowl, and I'm not sure many people do. So it's the last week of football next week. I'm sure Jesse watches the Pro Bowl. Well, maybe. Guaranteed. Jesse? I, I will probably have it at least, 
you know, okay. screaming on a phone or something while. So you know, Jesse watches the Pro Bowl. That's good. Well, I like. I mean, if if, if me and my girl got something today. going on, me and Marie got got something going on. Like we like to, you know, stream stuff, you know, on Netflix or whatever. I'll typically throw it on my phone and just kind of glance over every now and then. Yeah, no. or just kind of watch that instead of whatever's on the phone. So Jesse will watch the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I I will guarantee you I will watch zero seconds of the Pro Bowl today. I have zero interest in it. Boo. I've never had interest in it. How how are you supposed to, like, this is your time to, like, really get that that extra heads up advantage for next year's fantasy season. Oh, yeah, in the Pro Bowl when everyone's playing at a quarter energy. Yeah, yeah, no, you can see. You can see who's who's auditioning for a new team. That's what this is about. Who's auditioning for a new team? Hmm. Well, we will not be talking about the Pro Bowl today, although we will have one note that I have from the Pro Bowl on the show today. Um, it's going to be an interesting show because the Super Bowl is next week, but we have a show prior to the Super Bowl, so I don't really want to waste any preview time on the Super Bowl today. I think we'll we'll talk about it a little bit because since we last met, which was on Sunday of last week, we didn't have either of these games final. Uh, we, we only previewed the games. And now we know the Super Bowl matchup is going to be Chiefs Niners. And uh, so we'll probably give a little preliminary thoughts at some point during the show today. You know, maybe like, are we excited for this matchup? Is this kind of the the change you wanted to see in the Super Bowl? And maybe just a couple of initial thoughts. So we'll get to that at some point. Um, we got the Pro Bowl change that uh, I want to talk about, which is they're, they're looking at a unique way of getting rid of the onside kick. And I am in absolute love with the idea. Uh, we've watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary, which was fascinating and interesting and a little bit weird so we want to talk about that we've got eli manning retiring we'll we'll mention him as well and uh was that all ahead of my notes this morning i was like you know there's a lot of football to get to despite uh oh and justin herbert won the senior bowl mvp yesterday which is huge for his draft stock so uh we got a lot of football to talk about despite the fact that all it is is pro bowl sunday no yeah i mean pro bowl sunday ends. i mean we could talk about antonio brown too going absolutely insane oh my so so you know i was I was thinking about that, man. That that guy, man. He went from <clears throat> Jesse. You said it a while ago. That Vontez perfect hit. That changed that dude. He's he's not the same guy. He needs to have his own ticker instead of NFL. It just needs to be AB at the bottom and show all the because really like every single week it's something new. Well, he's in. Well, he's on out on bond now, but uh, he's facing potential oh. life in prison. Oh, so. he's going. Yeah, he's going to go for life, probably, but he's facing a potential life in prison. No, he's yeah. going. He's not. I mean, again, not probably not for life because he's rich. But, yeah, he's going to spend some time. Well, he's finally been mandated by the state to go get his head checked out. So at least at least we got that going on in the situation. Yeah, well, that's that's probably a good thing. Um, so we'll probably get to that at some point in the show as well. He's he's arrested for attempted burglary and battery um, or maybe I mean, not even attempted burglary, but uh, basically someone was delivering stuff to his house and Antonio Brown in classic Antonio Brown fashion refused to pay. He just doesn't pay anybody. Like he thinks it's, he, he doesn't think it's right to pay people for doing work. People will come and do work at his house and he just refuses to pay them. So he sent the delivery driver away and then called and apologized and had him come back and said he would pay. And then he decided not to pay the full amount and then threw a rock in the guy's car and then took their own stuff out of the back of the truck as well as other people's stuff and then damaged other people's stuff. And it was a whole, whole thing. So uh, we'll get to that at some point. Just what is going on with that guy, and uh, is 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 he going to be able to escape a serious jail sentence? So we'll get to that all on the show today. The better or the uh, fan text line is five five three zero five, which is where you can interact with us all show long. And uh, if you got any hot football takes, let us know there, and we'll incorporate them into the show as we see fit. You can also find us on social media. The station is at ten eighty the fan. I'm at Mike Lynch twenty seven. 
Rashad's at TaylorMade503, and Jesse's at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N. Um, I kind of want to start with the Aaron Hernandez documentary because my wife and I watched all three parts yesterday. We just binged the three and a half hours of it or whatever it was. And I kind of just want to start now because it was it's on my it's on top of mind. It was fascinating to watch. And it's kind of the big talk around the NFL world right now, despite it being Pro Bowl week, is this Aaron Hernandez documentary. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, it is on Netflix. If you don't want it spoiled, I mean, I don't want to turn you away from the stations, but we're going to talk about the we're going to talk about the documentary because it's it's been out for a couple of weeks now. It's, it's you know, you've had time to watch it if you're interested in it. Um, it is. It is strange how the documentary made me feel. That was the number one thing that I came away with in the documentary was I was sad at the end of it for Aaron Hernandez. And I hated myself for it because in some ways it's, it's almost a little too heavy handed in being making you feel sympathetic for him. But in other ways, I mean, that was what happened to in his life. I mean, it, it goes through all of the things that caused him to get to the point where he was, including his father being an abusive father to his mother and dying when he was in high school and he was really close to his dad and going to Florida as far away from home as possible in a town that protected its athletes at all costs, which allowed him to get away with doing some stuff. Um, he then went to the NFL and then got away with a potential double murder uh, before it was found out seven, like five years later and then had the, the actual Odin Lloyd thing happen. I mean, it, it makes you feel bad for him. And I don't, I did not like that. And I know Rashad that you watched most of it too. And it was like, I, I was sitting there like this man, poor Aaron Hernandez. And I was like, no, don't say poor Aaron Hernandez. He's a murderer. Don't do that. And it, it was such a, it made me have such conflicting emotions, which maybe is a good thing. Maybe that's the point it, it's supposed to make you feel, but I, I felt I did. No. Yeah. It, it almost kind of like, there was almost like a, like a Scarface kind of feel to it because at the end of the movie, you feel bad for Scarface. You feel bad for the bad guy. You know what I mean? That finally went out and this is kind of like, I'm, I'm watching this is like, it's weird. Like, again, they were trying to make him almost like this sympathetic person. And, it, you know, people make mistakes. And so if someone's, you know, killed or whatever, and like, I believe in time someone can change. But there was no signs of change coming for Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Even I remember just even the part in actuality when everything was going on, him being taken to jail. Like, he always just looked so like, oh, oh well, you know. Well, in the probably going to happen. Like, and, and even if it was like a facade or even if it was whatever, like even OJ had points to where he looked worried. You know what I mean? Like, man, I don't know if this is going to work. And, you know, even though most of us believe OJ did it, you know, or whatever the case is, like you still, there were still points at, at, in that trial. You looked at him and like, oh, yeah, he looks really nervous. There was no point in Aaron Hernandez that he's like, man, this guy looks like he's fighting for his life. He was just like, oh, well, I'm here. Yeah, lazy eyed kind of like uh, he kind of disconnected from it and uh i mean they talk they they played a lot of phone conversations he had from jail uh which i thought was fascinating he talked it was him talking to his fiance he was yeah, him talking to his mom stuff, yeah. to his agent to his friend uh i think you know marquis pouncey might have been uh, one of the ones he was talking to as well as former teammate and now nfl player offensive lineman um and and he he was so disconnected he basically said that he liked being in jail because of the structure. He liked his room. He didn't mind that it was a small room. He liked it. I mean, that's what he was saying. And that the, they had the sheriff uh, from that, the Bristol County jail that basically said, uh, yeah, Aaron Hernandez, like he disassociated from the fact he was in jail. He just felt like he was in training camp. He just put himself in that mindset. And that was, I think a big key was that mentally 
when he was doing this stuff, the bad stuff, he was able to separate himself from it. And then they had video of him like laughing two hours before and after like the murder, like really just having a jovial time, like just being able to separate himself from it. That I think that's how he looked so nonchalant. Bro, Aaron Hernandez was a gangster. No, he wasn't. Like, no, oh, no, for, no, no. Yes. He, listen, well, <laughs> number one, he, he, he was, was a wannabe a, gangster. No, I mean, listen, he was really doing it, though. And the thing about gangsters is when they do that stuff and they murder somebody, they don't feel bad about it. There is no like, man, we really shouldn't have did that to Todd. No, it's like, man, well, good poor, riddance. Todd, Todd. Todd who? You know, and they just kind of move on and, and go get fish and chips after it's over. Like, that's the way gangsters work. Trust me, I'm from a neighborhood where I've known plenty of them. And it's just one of those things. Like, there is no... Well, maybe at some point and maybe privately or, you know, in their own moments that, yes, feeling terrible or feel bad. But on the surface, it's business as usual. And so there are people that are like that. Marin Hernandez happened to, want, happened to be one of them. For me, I kind of looked at it from a different lens. Like the whole time I'm watching this as a Patriots fan, knowing everything that I know and really haven't followed it since like the beginning of everything because you play it on our team. Because more than that, he was so damn good. Like that's the one thing we forget. Aaron Hernandez at his best as a tight end was the other Gronkowski. Like, you put him on the other side, and there was nothing you could do about him. So he had a dominant Super Bowl performance against the Giants that I think a lot of people kind of uh, forget about. But he was a – there was something in the eyes. Like, man, just almost blank blank stares. Like, he didn't really grasp, like, the whole situation. Or maybe maybe he did, and it was just like, uh. Well, all right, let's get to a little bit more of it next. I mean, so they – they kind of leave it up to you to decide what you think caused this. Um, I mean, I think it was an accumulation of a lot of things. But, uh, you know, they give you evidence for various parts of his life and say, like, this could be the reason, this could be the reason, this could be the reason. At the very end, one of his childhood friends said, I never try to explain why it happened because we don't know why it happened. Only Aaron Hernandez knows why why it happened, and he's dead. So uh, we'll, we'll get to a little bit more of the documentary coming up. Uh, like I said, Eli... Retiring coming up on the show today. Justin Herbert won MVP yesterday in the Senior Bowl. Uh, there's a new onside kick rule being tested out in the Pro Bowl today. So much stuff to get to, and a little bit of Chief Signers, too. That's all on Football Sunday here with Mike and Rashad on The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 918 here on your Sunday morning, Football Sunday with Mike, Rashad, and Jesse with you until 11 o'clock today. Fan text line is 55305. Talking a little Aaron Hernandez documentary, which is on Netflix. I think it's called uh, Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez, I believe is the name of it. But uh, honestly, we turned Netflix on yesterday and it was the most... It was the top things suggested. So it was like, you should watch this. So it should be pretty easy for you to find if you're interested in watching it. Um, the way they present it to you is kind of, they, they kind of try to let you choose why you think Aaron Her- Hernandez did what he did because they present all of these these potential arguments and reasons for why um, you think he wound up killing Odin Lloyd and being involved if, if not killing the other two guys uh, the years before uh, and doing the stuff in Florida as well. And uh, it all starts with the the death of his father when he was uh, going to be a, a senior in high school. His father was not – he was a good man, but not a good man, if you know what I mean. He raised his son well, but he was also abusive and a drunk uh, to his mom. And uh, Hernandez witnessed that, but he was close to his dad. His dad died. So that might be part of the reason why, you know, 
senior year of high school, you're making a huge decision going to college, and your dad dies. It's got to be absolutely, absolutely huge. He also uh, was going to go to UConn, and then when his dad died, decided not to. His dad played at UConn when he was growing up. He decided to go to Florida instead, uh, wound up playing with Tim Tebow under Urban Meyer, all that, won a national championship there. Um, also got into trouble there. So he goes to Gainesville, and uh, like his freshman year, he's underage drinking in a bar, and he punches the manager of the bar in the side of his head and, you know, pu- ruptures his eardrum and, you know, does some does some damage to the guy. The guy does not press charges. Why? Well, because he's a football player and it's Gainesville, Florida. So he goes to a place which is really insulated and, and protects the football team at all costs. We've seen that all across the country in the last few years. Baylor, Penn State, just as a couple of examples. Um, where, you know, Jameis at Florida State. Got away with a lot of stuff because the Tallahassee police were like, yeah, we're not going to do with this. <laughs> we're not going to deal with this right now. Um, so he got away with some stuff there. Goes to the Patriots, which you would seem think would be a good environment for him in terms of the team. But it brings him right back to where he lived, which was Connecticut. Two hours away from home. Instead of going as far away as he possibly could from his, you know, the people he grew up with, he was right there. And, uh, you know, then you could say CTE, which they talked about a lot. They also talked about the fact that he was a closeted gay man or at least bi, bisexual, right? We, we don't know for sure, but he, he did have a fiancé that he seemed to love very much. Um, all of those things are presented as reasons as to why he could have done it. Obviously, I think it's it's most clearly an accumulation of a lot of things. You know, you start down that path when his dad dies, and you get, you know, maybe you hang out with the wrong crowd, etc. But in the end, I honestly feel like so much of it is probably tied to CTE. After watching it, they kind of glossed over it a little bit. I mean, they talked about it, but it wasn't a huge part of the documentary. I think so much of what happened to him and the way that he was acting and the way that he would just fly off the deep end with with rage and just have irrational decisions was because of the CTE. They said he had a state. He was a stage four Alzheimer's patient at the age of 27. That's how bad his brain injuries were. They, That's insane. And that was my my biggest issue with the, the documentary. It's probably why I wasn't, like, super, super juiced to finish it. Like, I, I know I probably will, but it's kind of like, eh, well, whatever. Just because, like, I feel like the focus of of his sexuality stripped away uh, the, the the real, like, culprit, you know, which is CTE at the end of the day. You just mentioned he had – there was a um, – an article I remember when it when it first all this stuff happened, uh, Washington Poster, one of the big articles that came out, and um, it said that he had the most severe CTE case, you know, in a person his age. Like as far as like football, he's the most severe yep. ever from a person his age. Like so, I understand like the pressure of being, and I always say, you know, I work in a high school, right? And in high school, we have a lot. You know, there's you know, students are becoming more and more comfortable with being themselves. However, there are still a lot of students that are athletes and some really uh, kind of more popular students that, man, are closeted and don't feel comfortable coming out and everything. And I, that's totally understandable. I think one of the toughest things to do to is be a, a young uh, gay person but afraid to come out. Like, I mean, I think that just not being able to be yourself, I think that would suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if somebody told you all of a sudden, like, you couldn't be you or you couldn't be the thing that, like, it's, it's weird, right? And so uh, I know that, that a lot of people struggle with that. You know, however, I don't think that in itself was the reason Aaron Hernandez went off and did this stuff. And, and again, as far as his upbringing and stuff like that, like grew up in Connecticut, relatively nice, you know, neighborhood-ish, all that yeah, stuff. Grew up in the town where ESPN's headquarters are. Exactly. So he grew up in Bristol. So he grew up in around, you know, people with 
with stuff, you know, for the most part. It wasn't so, like no, no. I understand that. Even wealth, people, even but it was yeah, just, it was a middle class and, town, and even yeah. people that live and have middle class situations have man terrible domestic violence or you know spousal all that stuff, man. That happens there as well. And so I'm not saying like all this stuff shouldn't have doesn't play a part, but I I just think it can't be an excuse. And so when I was watching the documentary, I was like, they're really trying to like push the fact that well, no, this is the reason why. It's because he was gay. It's because he had these issues with his family. It's like, no, man, that's, yes, that's a huge issue, but I know plenty of people that have grown up abused and grown up from drug-affected areas and gang-affected areas and all these different things that didn't grow up and start murdering people. You know what I mean? So I'm not, I don't want to make that an excuse, but it's just, it's and especially me being a Patriots fan and being a big Aaron Hernandez fan at that point, I didn't believe it. When it first came out, I was like, there's no way Aaron Hernandez, why? Well, number one, why? Why would he? Well, that's what some of the prosecutors were saying that uh, the guy who did the the double murder case that wound up uh, Aaron Hernandez wound up not being guilty for, uh, although I'm still I still have some thoughts that he probably did it. But, uh, you know, hey, he was not guilty for that one. Uh, he basically said that when he first saw the case, he went, there's no way Aaron Hernandez is involved. Right. Why would a football player with all the all the money in the world and all the future in the world in front of him? Why would he do that? And that's why for the that original case that happened in Boston, he got away with it for so long, or he and his friend got away with it for so long, because they were like, "Yeah, why would Aaron Hernandez do that?" You know? Yeah, and I think, and you know what, and I think that goes into a much bigger issue because he didn't get to college and just start making bad decisions. I guarantee these were decisions he was making when he was back in high school. You know, if you have the most severe case of CTE ever, that didn't just happen when you got to Gainesville. It's well before that when you were in high school and maybe even peewees and stuff like that playing. So also there was probably situations in there that if you're a great athlete, and I know this from working in schools and working in education as long as I have, when you're a great athlete, you excuse certain things. You excuse certain behaviors. You know, you let somebody be a jerk or you let somebody yeah. get away with not going to class or you give them certain leeway just because you know as an athlete they're going to do things. And as a coach or as a school, you can be able to sell that to the next generation of kids and say, yep, Mike Lynch, great baseball player. He played for me. He was one of mine. Yeah, that's what they want to be able to say. And so – there's a lot of excusing that's happened for Aaron Hernandez, including the police. Man, no, there's no way he, he's a Patriot. Like in Boston, seriously? Like, man, no. He, why would a Patriot do that? Let's, you know, who who else do we have? Well, you know, on, in the lineup. So it's 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 a, there's it's really deep and it's it gets deeper and deeper. And I just think they kind of just scratch the surface with the sexuality thing. And I understand because it, it's in this day and age, you know, you really want to make sure people are comfortable in their own skin, but. At the same time, I don't think that was the reason. No. Like I said, it kind of lets you make your own choices on it. Um, The people in the documentary, the people who are being interviewed, have their own ideas about it, right? I mean, they have his quarterback from high school who admitted that they They fooled around uh, when they were were growing up. Um, uh, And it's, you know, there was a lot of belief that Aaron Hernandez killed himself in prison because because the timing of it was it happened two days after the report came out that he was gay, right? It was it was reported that he was secretly gay, or at least, again, at least bisexual, because we don't, he's dead, we don't know. Um, in that, uh, in a, but in the documentary, it does an interesting job of explaining, I didn't know this, there was a, a law in Massachusetts called abatement. And what the law said is that if you die, uh, when a trial has not been fully finished yet, the conviction goes away. They scrap mm-hmm. it completely. And that because of that, maybe Aaron Hernandez's money could go to his family because the Patriots cut him and didn't pay him any money because they're like, you were guilty, so we're not going to pay you. So 
there's belief, some belief that he committed suicide because of this. Yeah, to be able to get his family because money. he knew he would now be considered not guilty, and then he wanted then then the they could go after the Patriots for the money. Uh, well, the Patriots fought as, as you could expect against doing this, and then the Massachusetts Supreme Court overturned this law as being uh, outdated, and then reinstated his guilty co- conviction at the end. But uh, after watching the document, I think he killed himself to try to get his money for his family, not because of the gay report. That's what I think. But they also they also say two days after that report, he hung himself in his jail cell. So I don't know. It could be related to that, too. But I thought that was not a lot of people know about that. Everyone's like, oh, he killed himself because of all the things that he did. No, he might have killed himself to try to get his, his family money. Or his he killed himself because fiance. he had the most severe case of CTE in a person True. his age. That's also you know, possible. like yeah. you look at all the 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 deaths of you know former NFL players and things like that, and it's because of CTE. That's something that we know of for sure. So yes, it could have very well been because he was you know a, a closeted homosexual. Yes, it could have been because he wanted his family to get the money, man. Or man, dude was just really messed up in the head literally in the head like you know that's not like a euphemism when you just say that and you don't really mean oh they're crazy his like, brain no was dying. like his brain was turning to jello in most places and that's not the way that's supposed to work so at the end of the day i think it kind of just shied away from the biggest like i said the biggest culprit in aaron hernandez's you know story to me and that's the cte i guarantee you when they when they look at the brain of oj it's gonna be messed up I almost guarantee it. You know, it's just it's just kind of one of those things, man. So, um, you know, what can you do except try to keep making the game safer and you know everything else like that to protect the brain? But, you know, I don't I don't want all the Aaron Hernandez's kind of upbringing to be his excuse because uh, unfortunately I know a lot of people with similar upbringings and in some cases much worse that end up going on and you know and living living a comfortable life or at least a happy life. Well, it's very, very interesting to watch. Uh, it's, it's, I think it was fascinating to hear his phone conversations from prison. I mean, it was like, it was so surreal listening to those conversations because he seemed, so, he seemed so to calm. not have a care in the world. So calm, yeah. right? That's weird. When you talk to somebody that's fighting for their life, don't you think there'd be a little panic there? I don't know if it's going to happen. I just miss you guys so much. I mean, they, those would be some of those things. Oh, I like the bed. It's soft. Yeah. You know, we get up in the morning and do jumping jacks. Like, what? Like, yeah, yeah be a little I, more panicked. I felt like for his fiance and his kid, he was doing that to be strong. But I felt like with his, like, with his cousin who he was close to, that was, it was, it was just weird. It was a very, it was very surreal. I would, I would very highly suggest watching it. It was very good. Uh, it makes you feel emotions you don't want to feel. I didn't want to feel bad for Aaron Hernandez, but I did a little bit. And that kind of made me feel a little bit sick for myself. But, uh, you know, it was it was really really good to watch. So if if you're interested in that kind of stuff, it's on Netflix. Three parter, about in about an hour each. I think the last one might be a little bit longer than an hour, but uh, I think it's definitely worth the watch if you have not had a chance to see it. All right, coming up next, let's switch gears to Justin Abair, who won the MVP of the Senior Bowl yesterday. That's Herbert in French, by the way. Um, but first, Jesse has Sports Center. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 935 here on your Sunday morning. We're taking two. two, two oh, oh, God. We are taking Take you two. to 11. <laughs> We're going up to 11 uh, today as we talk all things NFL and football related. That's not really the Pro Bowl because who cares? But uh, Jesse cares. Yeah, well, Jesse cares a little bit. 
He's only going to watch it on his phone and half pay attention. He's so. going to be watching it, though. Well, maybe. It might be on the main screen. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how the, the day goes. You know, so I, I might end up in the kitchen cooking and watching it on my phone or on the tablet. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Nothing's set, but the Pro Bowl will be on in some way, shape, or form. It right. will be on. Well, I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt that you weren't going to be watching it fully, but it sounds like you're fully invested in watching it. Well, I, I mean, it's, I mean, there's you only two weeks left of football. You know, you know then it's left. just the XFL. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I can't wait to not watch that. Itches to scratch. Itches to scratch, bro. Uh, see, here, here's the funny thing. Okay, I don't want to get sidetracked on this, but I think we will. Um, That's how we go. Yeah, it happens. Easily distracted. I... <laughs> I'm a huge baseball fan, right? Like, baseball is my sport. It is my favorite sport. I love it to death. Uh, and I watch the All-Star game. But um, if there was a second baseball league created, no, I would have no interest in watching it. You're a liar. At all. At all. You already have 180, you. what, you, four games to watch every year? You, Dude. You plus, watch. Plus, then you're, you're also the Yankees, so then you get the extra million freaking playoff games you guys get every year. So it's like, what you don't you you, you don't get enough baseball? Yeah, of course you get plenty of baseball. There's 16 Bronco no, games you a year. Like MLS six, soccer, man. Like, and if you're gonna watch MLS soccer and not Premier League, you can tell me you wouldn't watch another professional baseball league that was out there that had familiar, good point there familiar names there. Absolutely, you would. Whoa, 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 stop, stop. You are not, now you're just opening tentacles all over. Like, I'm hey. just saying. First of all, soccer's different because I'm watching the top league in the country. MLS is the top league in the country? In or the, top in top America, league? Yes. Okay. They're the top. But are they the are they the best it league is the, overall? Is that the not. one is that the one that you would watch? Is that is that great soccer? If I had what, are they like the fifth or sixth league? If I had to choose one league, I would watch the Premier League in England only. And that's actually what I usually only watch. Um, right now we're watching Germany because well, there's nothing else on. So your your favorite sport is baseball. Yes. And you would watch clearly lower deli- lower levels of soccer first before you would watch a possibly lower le- um, yeah a lower level of baseball baseball all of a sudden start putting AAA baseball on TV yes. you wouldn't watch it correct you're a liar I don't believe you because I think you would know everything about every AAA <laughs> team all of a sudden I, look I, I I just don't I don't have any interest to me it doesn't it, it's soccer is different because I'm I'm not watching like tier three in the I'm not watching the U S AL or whatever it's that's, called. That's kind of what MLS is. Located. No, no. The MLS is the top league in America, right? Is there another it, one in America? There's tons of leagues in What's America. The, see, that's the thing. Do you, what do you, Jesse sports guy, do you know the other league in America? Uh, there's, it's a, it's, a, it's the, like every other country. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I could tell you the pickle league is a, another baseball team, but I couldn't tell you anything about another like there we go. soccer league at yeah. all. Text police. It's diff- 55305. Tell us if you know any other or uh, what uh, national, excuse me, soccer league. Right. You're proving my point, though. I'm only watching the top league, right? I don't care about the other leagues. And the, like, there's a ton of other teams, right? And that's where like new teams in the MLS will come from those lo- lower leagues. Like Cincinnati was just playing in the second tier, and now they're coming up to play in the MLS. Uh, I don't care about those leagues, right? Like if I live, if I'm watching English soccer, I'm watching the Premier League. I'm not watching the Championship. I'm not watching their second tier. But even if it's guys that, again, Cincinnati got moved up. Even if it's guys that you know for a fact are gonna move up and play at the next level, you know, it's I, like I would, a, I would it's very, like an intermediate college. It's like okay, college, then I, play in the Triple A's, and then you wouldn't watch that. I don't think I would watch it. Wow, no. you tripping? I'd, watch. I, I'd go back to. I mean, last last year, even though we didn't get a full season of the AAF, like I mean, all of those games for the most part were close, and I mean. And in, in reality, like, 
I mean, it wasn't a bad product. You had good coaches coaching the game. Um, I mean, is it the Mike quality Brown of the NFL? Coach. No, but is it is it a, a quality of football for the football addict? Like, it just comes down to me. It's like the the NBA. You have like, I mean, you, you can watch literally every night. You have like five, six games minimum, basically, to like during the NBA season to watch football. Correct. Like, like I mean, granted, they are throughout the entire week, but I'm more NFL than college. I I get basically my Sunday, Monday, Thursday, right? Like yep. that. I get my three days a week, and that's it. And, and seventeen weeks, ducks, right? and then the playoffs, and then it's gone. And it's like, yeah, no, it, I don't quite get enough. I can see how you can get enough with baseball or NBA. Like the NBA playoffs are literally an entire another season. I get. I guess the. the I get it. That, that does make sense. I mean, if you if you are addicted to football and you only get seventeen weeks or eighteen weeks or whatever, then sure. Okay, you want you want a little bit more. I, I understand, but I. To me, the quality is just not good enough. It, it, like, if I'm putting myself into Jesse's mindset here, it's like, I, I just don't I don't find the quality good enough, right? And it's even the same with the MLS, if you want to use that as my argument. I watch the Timbers. I refuse to watch the MLS outside of that. Do you watch I college? I was just about to ask that. With that said, do you watch college baseball? Because that's clearly College lower, baseball? No, yes, I do not. Do you watch, watch college football? Yes. That product's not as good as the NFL. It's not as good as the AF was last year. Mm, true. I guess that's so, true. So, I mean, that's what I'm going with. Like, I mean, it's qual- it, hence the I watch more NFL than than college because the quality is better. But, like, I, I mean, if you're going to put it in in retrospect, the XFL should have a better quality of a game than a, a typical college football game. We're not talking LSU Alabama. We're talking your standard game every week. You should get a better game in the AAF or the XFL than you ever did in the um, NCAA football. Um, you got better players. You should. You should, and, yeah. and you have you have the best like you that, had but. some of the best like ex college football uh, coaches that had NFL experience coaching like it, it. And I just go back to the proof was if you put it out there last last year, there wasn't like these like sixty five thirteen games that you get in college in the AF last year. They were close games for the most part. They were for the most part decent games. Well. You're not going to convince me to watch it because I just don't care about the XFL. But I, I understand your point better. You have made me less uh, less of an idiot, ignorant towards the secondary league, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I just the soccer argument's interesting because yes, the MLS is, is world's worse than like watching what we're watching now on the TV, which is the mm-hmm. Bundesliga. But um, because of that, I only watch the Timbers because well, I care because they're from here. <laughs> but I do not watch the other MLS games because generally they suck. So if the Timbers <laughs> weren't here and it was like it just went. LA and then all the way to Seattle. Yeah, I would not watch the MLS. No. Yeah. Okay. No, I would not. Okay. Um, But I watch the Timbers. So, all right. Anyway, uh, Justin Herbert won MVP of the Senior Bowl. We'll get to that next here on Football Sunday on the Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I thought I was out and they pull me back in. That's how it goes, man. There's a text on the text line, 55305. I'm curious, what do you think the response to the XFL would be if they played it closer to the preseason instead of right after the Super Bowl? I think a big part of the problem is that I've literally just watched the best of the best play the top game in the country. So afterwards, I have no interest in an inferior product. But after a whole offseason of waiting for football to come back, I would wonder if lesser leagues like the XFL would garner more interest because we've done without football for so long. I think it would be 
I think it would be smarter to wait a little bit longer. Now, obviously, you do not want any of your season to interfere with the NFL because people will choose the NFL over you, and that will hurt your interest. Um, but I do think that doing it right after the NFL season ends is a little bit strange. I think after the Super Bowl, I think most football fans are okay with having a little bit of time to have a weekend free without having to watch football. Most football fans. Um, if you were to say start this in May or June and do it until the start of training camp in the NFL in August, and you have your big game and the training camp starts, you might get more interest because people are, they start craving it, right? They start getting that itch for football again. Uh, and all you have in May and June is baseball and soccer, right? That's it. So a ton of football fans do not care about those two sports. And they're like, I don't have anything. I'm not watching literally anything until if NBA, NBA finals ends and you're done. So I think that would be a better timing for it because I feel like it's not, it's not going to generate as much of a buzz immediately starting after the Super Bowl because all we're talking about is the Super Bowl. And it's going to be like, oh, the XFL is here. And everyone's like, what? Have it like build up a little bit more. I think that I think that would make that more successful for sure. I agree. The AAF started right right after the Super Bowl too. That failed for different reasons, but um, it started right after the Super Bowl, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's starting." Okay, just wait a little bit. I think that would help. Just create drama. You know? No, you know, I think the big thing is, you know, we we crave football, especially towards the beginning of the season, like that first four or five weeks. Because we've missed it so much, right? If we've all we've done is talk about it, we've seen all the moves and all the signings and coaches hired and fired and all this stuff, and you really gain like a, a genuine like, man, I miss football. And so, yes, I think if they waited until maybe May, you know, maybe around NBA Finals, something like that, that's a great time to be able to, to do that. Then that way you have the whole summer. And I watch the XFL season going to be what eight games, Jesse? Twelve games? Yeah, something it's, like it's that. It's a short season. You know what I'm saying? Short. Something like that. And then what it what it also does it would kind of give a lot of GMs and some other people from, you know, the NFL an opportunity to see some some guys that maybe, you know, now you see them in actual in-game action, albeit at a, at a lower level, but still a higher level in college, you know, at that point. So you get a chance to see what some guys might do um, in professional settings with professional coaches and things like that. That might kind of open the floodgates for guys like, you know, Rod Smart, who was, you know, otherwise he hate me, you know, in XFL that end up going to the NFL and, being really, really good for the Panthers. I find the timing the most the it's weird for a couple perspectives. One is like, all right, the the NFL is literally just hasn't even wind down yet, and uh, and my thought is, I the only the only entity or people that don't think that the idea of the XFL being a feeder league or a minor league type system for the NFL is the NFL. And if you just gave it, I would say like April, like you start, you kick off the beginning of April. All of a sudden you have these games going Don't and you mess I with mean, baseball, come on. <laughs> I, I know, but this is like what we're talking about for the league. Right. And what, like one thing the AAF did is, and what the XFL did and what the, I mean, every time a, a league has popped up for a year or two, it always feeds the NFL. Like the the Broncos this year had three players that were AAF players that were contributors, whether it was on the defense, on special teams, but they were legit contributors that got their chance from the AAF. It happens every time. If the XFL waited till the beginning of April, started going, all of a sudden all these teams are in like high gear for for the draft, doing like wh who who's on our draft board. And all of a sudden you're seeing these players that are piquing your interest, all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, maybe we got to start drafting these players or we got to th think about how we're going to sign these players 
or it manipulates your draft board because all of a sudden you're like, oh, that guy's a free agent. You know, at the end of the season, we can get him out of the XFL and 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 adjust our draft accordingly. So it's just like the way it could help manipulate the the NFL and feed the NFL, like and just be that symbiotic relationship that it needs to be. I think April's that perfect time to kick it off. Right now, teams are just they're they're right now they're worried the about the college players and yeah, they're they're, they're watching world, the man. NFL and you wind down, they're not gonna be like into the XFL. I think you give it about a month and a half, all of a sudden they have the the time to look and go, mm-hmm. Oh, well, we can manipulate our draft board now. It's never going to become a true feeder system until the NFL allows it to become so. No, but you can. And the NFL I, doesn't want it either, right? <laughs> I, well, it's it's kind of nice because the one thing that that's works about the XFL this time is McMahon is legit invested in this, and and it legit has the money to work. That was the problem with the AF, right? Like they didn't have the money, and they, they lied to everybody. They they like we know McMahon is invested in this. He learned from the first time. And he can, I honestly think if he did it right, force the hand of the NFL. And they're like, all of a sudden, they're like, all the, the the owners are going, wow, look at all these players that were getting out of the XFL that are getting the extra coaching and are a little bit more prepared and all these little benefits and, from and, having a feeder system. And if you, I'm a big wrestling nerd. And if you don't know anything about Vince McMahon, he is incredibly competitive. Like, and his thing is he wants to make sure that whether it's, you know, uh, football or, or wrestling, he puts out the, the best product possible in most cases writing for wrestling sucks right now but that that's beyond the point we got to remember like as far as xfl yes it was a failure at first but there was a lot of things that the nfl stole from the xfl and really kind of uh put into their own product to make it visually uh make it look better and stuff like that so um you mean just in terms of the production of yes the in terms of production and some like uh introduct the things they do as far as introduction you watch monday night football and they go you know mike lynch Syracuse and they do that so man that was an XFL thing you know what I'm saying just to kind of uh almost like the wrestlers have their little uh, fight screen before they actually go out there so there was a lot of little production things that Vince McMahon was able to kind of bring forth that you know that the NFL was like or excuse me XFL was able to bring forward that the NFL was like oh we like that we'll use that we'll even use some of your players like there's some XFL players that got NFL contracts and were able to have really you know solid NFL careers out of that so I think it can be a feeder, again, not until the NFL really opens its arms and say, okay, we're going to let this be uh, an, an opportunity for some guys. Maybe the guys, guys get cut. Maybe there's a partnership. Guys get cut. Hey, man, you can have you can have this corner. Work on him, work on his skills. Make sure he's good to come back. You know, maybe that could work out in the future. But for now, uh, I see it being some really competitive football. Just Again, just maybe a half step up from college. It's going to be similar names that you know and names that you've heard in most cases and stuff like that, guys who didn't quite make it in the NFL, but, you know, guys that, you know, maybe had solid NFL careers and just, you know, maybe they're on the, the second half of that of that slide. And so, I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it starting. I'll say that. I'm not looking forward to the whole season because, again, it's football, and so I get – I'm interested for the first six weeks, then I'm like, okay, I can take a nap. Well, we, we've just talked about the benefits of, oh, players, this, that. Like, like think about what the NFL is trying to do today, right? They're, what are they trying to do? They're trying new rules out in the Pro Bowl. Like, rules that may or may not even happen, right? For, fourth and 15 instead of an onside's kick. Hey, like, hey, I want to – Rashad doesn't know. So I'm going to surprise him when we bring it up. He doesn't know what the rule change. I didn't read the rules. Uh, okay, I didn't read all right. Well, uh, but uh, you know, things like that. Instead now of you know. trying it for a <laughs> game, you're going. I, I we have another league here that can try it for eight games. 
And, and all of a sudden, how does it really work? Because how are you supposed to get a real idea if a, a, a rule change works in a game where it may or may not even happen? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, another segment on the XFL. <laughs> we got to talk about Justin Herbert. We will. Uh, coming up next, I promise. I will not let XFL drag me back in. And also, uh, Jesse's uh, slight ruining of, of my tease for uh, the overtime rule change in the Pro Bowl will be coming up at 10.15 as well. That's all coming up next hour. If you missed any of this hour, it'll be up on the Lush Hub Tires podcast after the show. Text the fan text line 55305. Herbert, MVP, I promise, I swear. Please don't kill me. Next. Bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.